everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Going International podcast. Today we're focusing on Germany and I'm joined by my colleague and a partner in GT Germany office, Lars Kort. Welcome, Lars, and please introduce yourself to the audience. Yeah, hi, Christina. Um, happy to be here today. Happy uh, to be part of that uh, this initiative. So, so I'm Lars Korte. I'm uh, a partner within Grand Thornton, Germany, uh, within our business uh, process solutions practice. I actually look after a lot of our inbound clients, so foreign investments coming into Germany, and I also look after our uh, international clients, so German headquartered clients that, that we service out of the Grand Thornton network. Um, so, so really looking forward to this session today. Thanks very much for that. And so tell us, in a nutshell, what brings businesses to Germany? Yeah, well, obviously Germany is is the largest economy in, in Europe at, at this point in time, and it's also the fourth largest uh, economy by nominal GDP in the world um, as we speak. So we got quite a broad and, and, and a powerful economy in here in Germany. We're very industrialized. We're very diversified in terms of the services we offer. We got a very central location within Europe. We are a logistics hub um, with a top ranked infrastructure, a very dense logistic network in terms of roads, ports and railways. One of the key drivers in the German economy actually is our manufacturing industry. 10% of Europe's manufacturing companies are German companies. Um, so, so we got a huge footprint in, in manufacturing and associated industries. And actually, which is what is very specific to Germany is we got roughly 1,300 hidden champions here in Germany, which are companies that are international or world market leaders in the industry or in the service. Um, that's almost half of the, the hidden champions worldwide or, or the industry leaders worldwide. And a lot of these companies tend to be international, but tend to be still family owned or in, in um, yeah, uh, as the name suggests, hidden champions. So not known to a lot of people, but very powerful in the industry. That's very interesting. And thanks for sharing the, the statistics there. I, I was not aware of it. And why why is that? Like what's unique in Germany that prompts that sort of business? Yeah, I, I believe that um, we we got a very long history of um, innovation and, and world changing innovation in Germany. Um, we are among the most innovative countries in the world, which which drives a lot of that economy and a lot of the growth in the past and today. We actually got a very research and development friendly environment here in Germany. So high investments and a high percentage of our GDP actually goes into um, into research development, into university. Um, we got um, the oldest of one of the oldest university systems in the world. Actually, there's there's free access to universities, to higher education and to education in general in, in Germany. And um, there's a strong, uh, obviously, stronger research and innovation coming 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 out of that that um, university environment. We also, driven by by the manufacturing industry, historically have a very strong emphasis on on quality. So, uh, made in Germany, still today, is is one of the the leading indi indicators for quality in the world. 
and it's just ingrained in the way we do business and the way we operate that we we focus on quality and obviously with, with the strong economy we have um, with the with the um, central location here in Europe with the um, logistics uh, network that we have available we are also a very active country when it comes to trading so um, we are top in in exports imports with a lot of the countries uh, around us and have uh, uh, have truly uh, emphasized and embraced the the globalization and and the global industry and the global trade no abs- absolutely and and thanks for you know the the detail um there i, I think there's a lot in terms of you know the r and d and uh, you know um import export the, the geographical situation that you know, it's obviously attractive um, and maybe something that for the audience listening to the podcast and thinking of investing um, in Germany, it's really helpful to know, like, what are maybe the common pitfalls? Like, what are the things to plan ahead and, and try avoid um, in your experience when when doing business in Germany? Yeah, it's it's hard to just just pick a few. Um, to be to be honest, um, I believe today Germany still is is a very bureaucratic country. We we got a lot of of regulations around incorporation company incorporating entities, uh, incorporating companies, and around then ensuring compliance for for these um, these companies potentially um, picking two what, what the typical pitfalls that we see over here and that a lot of of foreign companies run into when when coming to the German market. The first one is actually not not being aware that they actually need to incorporate in Germany or that they are actually creating a business in Germany that falls under our compliance uh, um, uh, regulations. So um, got a lot of companies coming to Germany, starting here with with people starting to trade into in Germany, actually not being aware that they're creating a, a permanent establishment um, by putting people here or by by starting to trade in Germany, and then taking don't not taking care of the compliance requirements um, here in Germany. That's potentially one of the the typical things that that goes wrong at the beginning of of coming to Germany. And the second most common pitfall that I typically see is then actually being in compliance with German bookkeeping regulations and, and making sure that you are fulfilling the German requirements or compliance requirements in line with, with our regulations over here. So, um, for example, accounting uh, for, from abroad in another country is typically not compliant in Germany. But the issue is these situations typically pop up only during tax audits, which happen a few years after incorporation. So, so a lot of the, the companies coming to Germany and are new to Germany are not actually aware that they are not compliant according to German regulations and that they are running a risk midterm or long term by um, operating in the way they do. And that's potentially two major pitfalls I would would call out at that point. And and thank you for sharing because I'm very conscious, Lars, in the ones that you and I worked together before. Um, certainly the second one has a, a reason a couple of times. Um, and, and it's great when people, when clients involve us from the outset 
rather than when they've already decided to take the accounting, um, you know, out without following the necessary registrations and 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 approvals in order to do so. So that is definitely one that is important for people to to look out. Um, so maybe talk to me about how can we help? Like you know, how is GTE able to avoid you know such tax audits and and tax penalties? Yeah, I mean, uh, you, you basically already mentioned one of the, the, the major points, uh, which is uh, involve uh, Grant Thornton or involve your, your tax advisor on, on the local level as early as possible. So uh, from the outset, um, when you start doing business in Germany, there's a lot of companies out there that believe because we are in the EU and there's there's freedom of freedom of movement and freedom of business in the EU, you can basically start hiring people on, on the German market. You, you can start trading in, in Germany with with no no problem or no issues attached. And I think it's just important to um, the moment you're, you're actually considering entering the German market, either through um, yeah, selling on the German market or through hiring people or hiring talent on the German market, uh, to involve your tax advisor just to analyze the the permanent establishment the the pe risk and then make sure that you're then complying to to the necessary um to necessary requirements and the second thing as i just just said um make sure that your accounting is is in line with german requirements that um you've um you you've made sure that um, um, the, the books you keep are compliant, and uh, so there's, there's a number of countries, uh, a number of companies uh, in in Germany for which we actually provide bookkeeping services. Although they 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 are part of a, of a bigger group, they they have shared service centers centrally located in another country, but but still there's a there's a bookkeeping requirement specific for Germany that we need to take care of. So um, as you just mentioned, that that's potentially one of the major things that we help with here on the German market. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and so for for businesses already operating or looking to operate in German market, from maybe an accounting and tax perspective, regulatory requirement, what are the maybe three key compliance must knows? Yeah, as, as I just mentioned and already touched upon, um, it's important to know that um, the accounting records and, and the, the books in Germany need to be kept according to German GAP. And they need to be kept German according to German GAP on a transactional level, so so not only on a, on a um, yeah, balance sheet or P&L level, but actually on a on a one by one accounting transaction level. Uh, furthermore, there is specific uh, regulations in Germany around the accounting processes and account around the accounting systems used to the so-called uh, GOBD guidelines, um, which any pros, any accounting process or any accounting system needs to be compliant with um, to be valid uh, for, for for German accounting standards. So that's definitely a thing to look out for. And the important thing to understand, as I mentioned before, is that uh, this is a different requirement than preparing um, the statutory financial statements according to German GAP uh, at uh, once a year. And typically, this is only assessed as part of a tax audit, which will happen two or three years 
um, after incorporation for the first time, and then there's a risk that um, the tax auditor actually yeah, calls the, the accounting records void, and they will then estimate the taxes uh, at that point, which um, typically uh, leads to a, a, a huge tax burden for, for, for companies not being in compliance with their accounting. The second must know, which is important for, for uh, newly incorporated companies, and we see a lot of companies failing on that actually, is that compliance requirements actually kick in from the day of incorporating the company and not from the day of the company picking up business. So um, even if you if you incorporate a company, let's say uh, end of this year, October 2022, uh, but you don't hire any any people and you don't do any business, you're still obliged to file uh, statutory financial statements for the 2022 uh, financial year. You are uh, obliged to uh, file corporate income tax and trade tax returns for 2022. So these compliance obligations are tied to the incorporation of the company and not to the date of the company actually picking up business. And uh, potentially the third must knows and uh, what we typically see issues with with um, foreign companies or foreign investments in Germany is an issue around place of management. Mm. So we see a lot of companies actually putting foreign uh, directors on the um, yeah on, on the directorship of, of a German limited liability company or, or any company um, which is um, which is fine in Germany as, uh, as such. Um, so you don't need to hire a, a local or a German national as, as a director for your entities. But you basically then need to prove that the director you have appointed, even if, if he's an, uh, a foreign individual or someone from abroad, that all management decisions on behalf of the company are actually taken in Germany and not um, at a place right. where the director resides. Um, which is typically, again, when it comes to tax audit, uh, a, a huge discussion just to prove that the director, and that's pre-corona to, to some extent, has, has actually spent enough time in Germany uh, to make decisions and then make the necessary management decisions, because otherwise the place of management of the German entity is then moved to the country of the, or the home country of the individual in the director position. And at that point, there might be tax obligations and other compliance obligations for the German entity in the home country of the director, which obviously should be should be avoided in any case. So um, again, this is something that can be can be easily overcome early up in the process when appointing the director, making sure that that the necessary um, uh, processes and precautions are put in place. Um, but it's always difficult to tackle that when you're when you're in a tax audit. Yeah, yeah, no, very relevant uh, points there, and and you, you and I have, have had experience of at points in time of of some uh, stories in 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 each of the ones that you've covered. Um, so thanks very much for that detail, Lars. And and maybe I'm going to close maybe with a question around what regulatory changes are coming up, if any that you think businesses need to start looking ahead and preparing for? Yeah, at the moment, we, we I think there's changes coming in on, on a very local level and then at the same time on a very international level. 
Um, so German par Parliament just passed a major tax reform, uh, the, the so-called uh, Steuerentlastungsgesetz for 2022, which, as a reaction to um, the, yeah the Corona as well as the as the Ukraine crisis, does impact various employment-related but also non-employment-related tax regulations. And this is, uh, as I just said, just past Parliament basically uh, will be put in place going forward, but will also be to to a large extent be applicable retrospectively for for 2022. Uh, so from the 1st of January. So so there are some some major changes upcoming in, in that regard um, over the next couple of months. At the same time, on an international level, um, we are implementing some some OECD requirements at the moment. Uh, so, so pillar two is is around uh, the corner um, for us. DAC six um, implementation and and the reporting obligations in in regards to that um, have been implemented last year and are kicking in this year. So um, there's a lot of impacts on, on that level, specifically for, for companies trading cross borders, trading in in Europe or trading internationally, um, that that will now pass into to the German legislation and, and uh, gradually, and then for that reason, will be on top of the, uh, the minds of, of German tax inspectors going forward as well. Okay, so very, very relevant changes coming up um, in, you know, probably the multinational landscape um, that, you know, people or businesses need to be aware of. Um, and, and look, I think thanks for sharing that because obviously there will be collateral that you'll have available and that people will be able to link to through the website. Um, so thanks for sharing that detail. And listen, thanks very much for, for your time today. I think it was great to have your insight. Um, and I really want to welcome you to to sharing this uh, short period of time with us and, and those listening too. Yeah, no, thank you. It was a pleasure. Um, it's always great to, to collaborate uh, in the network and, and, and spread the word. Um, and um, hopefully we, we can help so some businesses coming to, to Germany, but also on a, on a more global international level um, going forward and then with, with this information that we shared here today. So thank you very much. Cheers. Thanks very much, everyone, for listening and stay tuned into our next podcast. And should you want to uh, listen or hear more about Germany and doing business in Germany, link into our website where there's going to be more information there. Thank you.